Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to episode 79 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and in this special edition, we speak to Hannah Beecham, the founder of Red January, to find out the answer to the biggest question of all, how we can all attempt to be active every day. I did Red January this year, something I felt increasingly confident about doing because of the shift in recent years from run every day to active every day. We have a lovely and enormously inspiring and moving chat as Hannah tells me about how she started it all up to support her mum, who had been struggling with her mental health. So the roots of the thing has always been about managing mental health rather than achieving some kind of peak physical fitness. And I think this is huge. And it marks what I hope is a shift in thinking in terms of sport and including it in our lives as a habit based on how it makes us feel, as opposed to how it might make us look. It's the only way we're going to get more people moving by understanding that sport and running isn't punishment and in fact can be something that people who hated exercise will end up loving and rearranging their lives to include. Because Hannah is at the heart of that movement, I thought it was so important to speak to her and find out what she's done differently and her thoughts on how we can all fit in being active every day and enjoy it. Today's episode is brought to you by Yo Valley Kefir, lovingly made with only the best organic British milk and 14 distinctive strains of lactic cultures for maximum gut flora diversity. Creamy and lightly tangy, it literally packs billions of live bacteria in every spoonful. Available in natural, mango and passion fruit, blueberry and strawberry flavours, the daily boost you need to try is in the yoghurt aisle at all the major supermarkets. To find out more, head to yovalley.co.uk. We love making this podcast for you and we hope you love it just as much. 
If you do, we're asking for your support so that we can continue making it. We've joined up with Patreon to do that really awkward thing of asking for money. But the thing is, we're only asking you to donate less than a very average cup of coffee a month. You can become a patron of the Women's Running Podcast for as little as £2 a month. £2! I mean, that's nothing, right? And for that, you get four whole new podcasts a month, filled with the sort of content you won't find on any official running podcast that other people, i.e. men, listen to. And we're offering you some lovely perks, and if you're really generous, a free subscription to the digital magazine too. It's just 50p a podcast. We're worth that, right? Right? Search for us on Patreon or you'll find a link on the Buzzsprout website and in our show notes. Come and be part of the Women's Running Podcast and we will love you forever. How are you doing? You must be having a bit of a manic week. It's been, it's so funny you say that actually because a lot of people message me on the first and they're like, oh, you can put your feet up now for 11 months. I'm like... (laughs) what (laughs) no that's not how it works but um yeah if I'm honest I'm feeling a smidge smidge tired I think it's one of those things where you've got that adrenaline pumping through your body for months in the lead up to the campaign going live and then when you're in the campaign you're just you're in it aren't you you're living and breathing it um yeah and now we're on the other side of it slightly there's still quite a big job to do on the fundraising front and all of those things but yeah I think because now I've started to relax a smidge I'm like my body's telling me okay you need to relax a bit now (laughs) hence the red lipstick I woke up this morning and just felt bloody awful so I was like I need to perk myself up and it's helping (laughs) How, how was it how was like just how was it this month then Oh, it's been it's been amazing. It really has. And actually, we've seen such a shift in people starting to really understand what Red January is all about and actually embracing it in a way that works for them and Mm. their lifestyle. Because what we found actually in the lead up to this, and I know we'll talk about what it previously was called, but it it did stand for Run Every Day. Um, We did evolve it four years ago, but I think it's taken a little bit of time for people to really understand what that means to them and how they can embrace it because it is about personal goal setting um but for the first year actually we've seen a big shift in people using it as an opportunity to take a step forward in a way that works for them um we haven't seen i personally haven't seen any posts about people feeling like they failed for example if they haven't done some form of activity that's not what this is about so yeah it's been I'm really happy in terms of that shift in conversation and that shift in terms of the way that people are embracing the campaign. It's so important. And we're getting closer to where I, I hope that we we become as a campaign. Yeah. Um, so it's been good. It's been a good month. It's been great. Apart from getting COVID myself, it was it's no. all been great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So does that mean that you couldn't do it yourself? I was still doing it. I was still doing it. So I was doing just morning stretches. I live in a flat, so I was pacing. When I had a bit of energy, I was pacing up and down my flat. Um, But if I'm honest, I think that helped. I think me having that experience helped other people to know it's not about, like, not necessarily about training to run a marathon. It could mean that to some people, but Mm. it's about doing a little bit of movement each day. So, um, yeah, the fact that people could see that I was doing that, I think, yeah, just reassured other people that actually walking around the block it counts it all counts so yeah um, yeah 
So, um, well, tell me about the beginnings of it then. Tell me um, when it started and how it started and why it started. Yeah, so I founded Regenerary seven years ago. I was inspired by my incredible mum, who, like all of us, is on a real journey with her mental health. And she went through a particularly low period a few years back. And it got me thinking about what was out there for people like my mum, especially in the winter time, because I recognised from my mum that she was struggling, particularly in the winter. Um, And I knew from my own experience and from chatting to friends and family that actually whether you experience mental health challenges or not, winter can be a really tough time. So to get my mum through a winter period, I actually signed us up to a walking marathon to give my mum a goal, sense of purpose, that thing to work towards. Um, It certainly wasn't a kind of a jump out of bed moment by any means. Um, We went on a real journey together over a period of what I think it was like six months. Um, But slowly but surely started to notice a huge improvement in my mum's mood and energy levels. And before I knew it, she was out there on her own walking the dog. And I just thought, wow, that's such a shift. That's such a shift for her to know that she's got that thing to work Mm. towards. And we crossed that finishing line. And I just thought, I don't want that to be it for my mum. I looked around, as I said, at the rest of the kind of the winter period and thought, you know what? There's not really anything out there to support any of us at that time, especially when it comes to setting that goal and supporting ourselves and adding something to our lives. Um, So I couldn't get beat the winter blues out of my head. And then had the idea wee hours in the morning for Red January. And that week shared it with a very, very good friend of mine who designed our logo. We we launched it on social channels. Um, obviously, my mum joined those social channels. She was the first person in that community. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> and it was just, it really has blossomed from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember very, really vividly having the idea and sharing it with my mum first and foremost and saying, look, are you comfortable with me um, sharing this with people? Um, because I've been inspired by you to to come up with this idea. And I remember my mum getting so choked up and just thinking, let's do this. Let's do this. It's so important that people have something to work towards. So she gave me the seal of approval and yeah, we, we put the idea out there. <laughs> And and how is your mum now? Does does she does she still do this with you? She does, she does. So it's my dog. If I'm honest, gets so many long walks in January. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very very walk dog. Uh, well, walk dog. Sorry, but um, yeah, she's really well. She's again like all of us. We're on a journey with our mental health, and my mum certainly has kind of testing times. Mm. Um, but I think to know that she's a part of that community so we've got a closed Facebook community and they just are so open in terms of how they're feeling that day for some people it's it's a big step to be taking a step outdoors and Mm. um to actually know that they're not alone in the way that they're feeling that for my mum has been a huge thing to know that you're part of a like-minded community and to know that how you're feeling other people have felt that too um has just been a real lifeline for my mum. She's so well loved in that community as well. People always ask how she is. And I just think what a lovely, what a lovely thing. People that have never met my mum yeah. are already kind of just rooting for her and um sharing their own experiences to normalize just the conversation around mental health and and how it makes you feel. And so in the initial stages where it was run every day and things, I mean clearly that came from well, 
I presume it came from a position of actually enjoying running to begin with. What's your history with running? Yeah, so I've been a keen runner for a few years now. And so when I was coming up with the idea for Red January, so my background just know is in is in marketing. So when I came to this idea, I thought red should stand for something. Um, and I've been a part of an amazing running community for, for years now. And I just thought, I know they're so supportive. Um, and I know that for most runners, it's really important that they have those goals. So it just felt quite fitting. Um, as I said earlier, we we kind of quickly realized that evolving it would mean that runners could still enjoy it, but actually opened up, um, opened it up to make it feel more inclusive and accessible. Mm-hmm. But for me, running started my kind of my fondest moments of running actually are when I was um when I was a teenager, I loved cross-country running. Um, like absolutely loved it. It was one of those things where even talking about it now, and before I joined you, I was thinking obviously about my fondest memories of running, and that is one of them for me. I remember getting on a really cold like bus like a coach early Saturday morning um all sniffly and snotty on our way (laughs) to some muddy field somewhere and getting off that coach and then just again feeling a part of something and just feeling that energy of people wanting to get out there enjoy the fresh air and get muddy and it just felt so kind of raw like there was just something so beautiful about getting covered in mud and just wiping your top, like wiping the snot away. Like, I love that stuff. It just felt so amazing (laughs) and really like liberating. I don't know. Like I actually got really envious. I went out for a walk this morning and I saw a runner. um, I don't know what it is about mud. Saw a runner covered in mud. (laughs) And I was like, I want that feeling. It's such a good feeling. Um, And as well, actually, at the time, I was one of the only girls on the cross country club, as it Mm -hmm. were. And I remember just feeling so... I don't know, almost empowered by that, almost like, yeah, like I'm part of, I'm representing girls. And um, yeah, I got a lot of kind of sense of pride, I think, from being a part of that world. Yeah. So that was kind of my first experience of running and I just really enjoyed it. It was nothing really on me. I was stick thin, just just threw myself into those activities and that evolved into me getting into my 20s I moved to London so many opportunities to sign up to races and things like that in London so um Mm. I remember vividly signing up to a few races and again starting to enjoy that that kind of experience of enjoying it with other people um and that has led on to me signing up to like marathons and things like that but again the funnest moments for me are running with other people that you don't know there's so many occasions especially in a marathon you've got the time I guess but um so many occasions where you stand on that start line um and you almost it's a funny thing is that you almost know those people that you are going to be running almost side by side with um and you have that kind of respectful smile and words a lot of the time aren't even kind of shared with each other but there's just that knowingness of you've got each other's back um I remember vividly being like handed some water by a fellow runner and um, so I didn't have to skirt in like to get to get a glass of water and oh, yeah. things like that <laughs> and like crossing the finish and like holding a stranger's hand and I mm. don't oh, there's just things that in your day-to-day life <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine I'd be grabbing someone's hand to <laughs> <laughs> go on a walk somewhere but it does just bring out I think the best of best of us um so yeah my my memories and my thoughts of running have always been very much rooted in the experience that you can share with others 
So take me back to that first Red January. What what happened and, and what was it like? Oh, my goodness. It's... um. It felt like it was very much because we, we didn't have any funding or anything like that. It was very much just running it alongside a full time job. Um, I vividly remember friends of mine, bless them. Uh, we were standing outside running clubs, handing out leaflets. Mm. Um, it was very much on the ground, starting those conversations. Um, and because we didn't have any funding, we didn't have a registration platform or anything. So other than the people that were joining the social channels, we didn't really get a gauge of how many people were actually joining Red January. So um, I remember so vividly waking up on New Year's Day, what was it, 2016, um, and seeing so many people on those channels going, okay, we're in this, like we're so excited. (laughs) And people outside of the UK as well and just thinking, oh my goodness, like, people are actually people actually picked up a leaflet or they heard about it through a friend or um and got such excitement through that and it just I I knew when we launched this that not only would it be incredible for my mum but my hope would be that it would help other people like my mum of course but Mm -hmm. um it was just so reaffirming reaffirming to know that other people wanted to be a part of this too so um yeah, it just kind of set my heart alight and I just knew that it was such it was something really special in, in what we were creating. Um so no, it was it's such I look back on that with such fun memories. And if anything, we've tried to carry a lot of that through to the campaign as it stands today. It's still very much on the ground, organic. It's all about spreading the word through individuals. Um and that that's really where it all started. And the- I mean, I, I know because we've, we've spoken about this, but I know it's sort of changed or it's kind of evolved since that since that first one. What, what's the kind of main what are the main differences between then and now? The fundamental thing is, is the it's not just about running anymore. You can take from it what you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all around taking small steps that work for you and your lifestyle. It's around a personal goal. The other big shift and this has been very much kind of led by the University of Oxford. Um, I always knew when I set this up that it could be perceived as a one month novelty challenge. Um, It could be perceived as something that, okay, it's quite flippant, then you just move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. I could see through the communication I was having both on social and in person that people were finding that connection between physical activity and mental health. They were experiencing it for themselves and I could see that actually in the winter time, where we are much less active as a nation, that people were getting more active and that it was having a really good impact on their well-being at a time of year where they might experience low mood and low energy. So I could see that, but it's all good me saying that I can see it. <laughs> so it was amazing as part of that journey for then the University of Oxford to come on board. And now we have our own research to show that it really is having a fundamental difference to people's life. So that has been a real shift for us. We can now, we are, we are a public health campaign. Um, and really it's around kind of supporting people to take that first step and supporting people at a time of year where it is, it is tough and there's loads of evidence to show that. So, um, mm. yeah, that's been a real shift for us and, and something I'm really proud of, the fact that we do have our own evidence now to show that it is making a difference. Yeah, I, well, I was just thinking about it from my own personal experience that um, <clears throat> I found it extremely, just like you're saying, I've just found it, this year I did it and I've found it incredibly helpful because at this time of year, 
I mean, there's a lot of runners that might be kind of in training for a spring race or something like that, but but the motivation to get out every day isn't necessarily there. And the kind of the slog of training can be quite grueling when it's frosty or icy or, you know, uh, just cold and dark kind of thing. But this really, really saw me through. I loved it. It was like having a mini goal in in one. And I can see that it's actually given me, it's inspired me to want to continue to do something rather than have, I was having maybe, you know, a couple of rest days a week, but they really were rest days, like rest days, you know, <laughs> and this, it, it definitely inspired me to kind of consider more active recovery, I think is, is kind of, yeah, what I learned from this. And I just, I think it's been fantastic about it because I hate January, absolutely hate it. So I think from, from mental health perspective, I think it's been brilliant personally so um I'm definitely going to do it every year but I'm hoping but I can see how it can kind of persuade people to continue which I guess is is the the ambition absolutely and I'm so pleased you've had obviously I'm very pleased to hear you had a very good experience with it yeah it's great Um, and as you say it's kind of that thing isn't it of incorporating healthy habits and habits that work for you and your lifestyle and feed your bigger goal as well we all know that resting as part of the training is just as important as the training itself so and that's what we see actually is people being um not hopefully not setting themselves too big a goal um Mm. so they feel like it's not not reachable it's about breaking that goal down um and we see that a lot especially I think it helps the fact that it is a month and we find that runners especially actually break down their goals per week so then it feels more attainable and feels more kind of realistic which is great um, but as you say, a lot of the a lot of the kind of evidence that we've seen, especially from the University of Oxford, is that around seventy percent of the red community go on and continue some of the healthy habits that they formed in January. Mm. Um, and we've got so much feedback around all of that, and it's things like, um, actually, I don't need to be taking the car as part of the school run; I can walk with the kids. Or it's actually, I don't need to be taking the bus the whole way to work; I can get off a few steps earlier. So it's those adjustments that bring more movement into your life that we're seeing people continue. And I just think as well, it's that thing, isn't it? It's it's blooming cold. It's dark. January is tough to motivate yourself. So it's brilliant. Mm. I think campaigns like Red do exist. Um, And if you can do it in January, just think of what you can do throughout the rest of the year as it's starting to get warmer and, and sunnier. And certainly we see that as well. People feeling like, okay. I, if I can do it now, I can certainly do it throughout the rest of the year. And it's brilliant to go on that journey with people. Yeah. And I, I love, um, I love that the, the emphasis as well on sort of mental health <clears throat> that, that, that comes with, with red that, um, which still feels quite new in terms of the running community, I think, um, quite sort of niche, that kind of head first body second kind of physical stuff second, it, does does it feel niche to you or does it feel kind of as though it's something that's growing slightly that kind of acknowledgement that that um physical activity is beneficial for our mental health mm, I think it felt niche in my opinion I think it felt niche seven years ago definitely mm. I remember really viv- vividly reading headlines like new year new me and it was always associated with the way that you look and I found that really damaging um and actually, the emphasis, we've always stayed clear of those kind of headlines. It's never been about that. It's about the way it makes you feel. Yeah. Um, and finding that connection for yourself means that you're more inclined to continue it as well. I think we have made progress in that time. 
um, campaigns like Red, I hope, have helped with that. But more so, it's been the people that have taken part in Red, the fact that they can then share their experience with their friends and their family. And they're having those open conversations about the fact that, you know what, I've been for a walk and I feel so much calmer in thought. I didn't sleep too well last night. It's those things. And we, I remember vividly starting to see that shifting conversation. I would say it was probably three to four years ago where we start to see what well, started to experience a notable shift in the way that people were talking about physical activity and they were making the association for themselves and how it was making them feel rather than how it was making them look. Mm-hmm. Um, we have still got a way to go, definitely, but I'm very kind of encouraged by what certainly we see amongst the red community and knowing that they're sharing that with loved ones as well. It's that ripple effect, isn't it? It can only, it can only kind of aid the conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. <clears throat> um, and and a, a kind of a vital part of it of red is this is the charity fundraising that you do as well what's um who do you raise money for tell me about that bit yeah so our charity partner is sport in mind we've just gone into our second year with sport in mind second year charity partnership they do such incredible work in essence they work with the nhs they work in partnership with them and they give people a helping hand back into experiencing the benefits of sport so anyone that's experienced mental health challenges as we know, it can be quite daunting to take that first step back into enjoying physical activity again. Mm-hmm. The sport in mind's work are just so vital in giving people a bit of a helping hand back out there. And we're just so thrilled that the money raised through Red January goes in launching the um, their life-changing sports programmes all around the UK. So at the moment, they have two to three kind of programs in the southeast of the UK. And actually, the ambition is in a few years that they'll be all over the UK. So um, it's a really exciting ambition and, and something that just works so perfectly with Red January and what we're all about. And to know that people in the Red community may directly benefit from those services or at least their loved ones just makes it so meaningful. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to find out about as well, because you, you get you must get lots of interest from the running community but because the emphasis has shift shifted from running to being active which i totally took advantage of <laughs> this year um which I've, has really indirectly benefited my running um because i've been doing more strength training and things like that um i was wondering if if you are you having a greater interest from other communities other kind of fitness communities as well we are yeah we definitely are I think because you can enjoy any sport um we've seen a real a real variety actually even some sports that I didn't even know existed um it's been amazing to see people embracing this in a way that works for them and actually things like cold water swimming has really taken off over the past few years and certainly yeah. there's lots of evidence around the impact that that does have on your mental health um paddle boarding um we've actually seen as well there's um lots of different sports around kind of walking netball and walking football and walking rugby so actually as an entry point into enjoying those sports um there's lots of opportunities out there that are very accessible in your local community and and one big thing actually in terms of the campaign this year is that there was an activity finder on our website and we partnered with an organization called played so people could find those activities in the local area as well um so it's been amazing to see the different creative ways that people have been 
embracing that and also using Red January as an opportunity to try something that they've been thinking about for such mm-hmm. a long time. I spoke to a lady actually the other day who's part of Red. She's wanted to do net, like enjoy netball now for years, something that she enjoyed as a child. And actually, as we do, as you get older, you're like, no, 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 that's that's been and gone. I, yeah. That's not for me anymore. Um, but she's gone along and she's joined and kind of an, a netball club in a local area and absolutely loves it and is having such fun with it. Um, so it's so good to see people using red as a kind of as a base to build up their self-esteem, build up their confidence and then try a sport that they've been either they've enjoyed, they enjoyed as a youngster or they want to try hand out as an adult that is such a good idea <clears throat> I didn't even think about that I mean I would hate absolutely hate to go and do netball ever again <laughs> but volleyball you know like yeah if someone wanted to do a bit of volleyball then I'd be quite <laughs> up for that I don't know why that's different but it is different um <laughs> so, and, and along with the kind of the lovely sort of organic growth that you you will have had um that you have had I mean, it's massive growth like it feels quite um um, um, I mean, I, I do realise that my social feed is a bit of an echo chamber because because I follow a lot of runners and everything. But it does feel like lots and lots of people are now fully aware, not only of it as a thing, but of the kind of the wider good that it, it that it brings, that it's kind of inspiring. Um, but you've also got loads of support from some very, very well-known people as well. How did you manage to get them on board or, or did it just sort of happen naturally? We've spent millions. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I knew no, it. No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's all been again very organic. And actually, I remember what was it, five years ago, Dame Kelly Holmes. Um, she posted on our Instagram being like, I've got the t-shirt, I've signed up to Red January. And we were like, <gasps> Oh my god. She- <laughs> How did she hear about this? Like, again, similar to you, you're in your kind of your own echo chamber, aren't you? Of going, yeah. I know my friends and my family know about this and I can see there's a few other people. But yeah, as soon as that started to happen, we were like, wow, this mm-hmm. is really kind of connecting with people. And I think certainly in the Dame Kelly Holmes instance, as we know, she's such an incredible spokesperson when it comes to physical activity and the impact that that can have on your mental health. She, for me, was one of the first people that was really starting to have that kind of conversation. So the fact that she um, engaged with Red January in the way that she did, and for so many years as well. Um, and then naturally from that, I guess, it's again that thing of that ripple effect. As soon as Dame Kelly got involved, then we started to see other familiar faces join the join the Red January experience as well. But it has... In us, in the most part, it's, it has been very organic. I mm-hmm. guess at this stage now, we know that there are certainly some familiar faces in this space that are incredible spokespeople, um, and they have amazing online communities that we would love to be able to reach and support. So we are having kind of open conversations with a few people to see if they'd be interested in getting involved. But it's, yeah, there's never been any money kind of parted with any of that stuff. It's always very authentic and very organic. So um, tell me about numbers then. I don't don't mean cash. What I mean is <laughs> um, numbers of people. I want to know, or do you know, I mean, have you got a concept of how many people were doing Red January this year? Yes, we do. Yeah. So it's over 50,000. <gasps> um, yeah. Yeah. It's been <laughs> Amazing. A, real, <laughs> a real, again, just it, we've spent years nurturing that community and I've very proudly went along to listen to someone else's talk actually um Mm. and they were representing red january but they were talking about it like like it was 
them like they were the ones that started it and I just think that's that's the ultimate aim with this is that people are ambassadors for it and they go out there and spread the word so we know on the most part that that's really been why it's blossomed in the way that it has but yeah in total we've had just over 250,000 people join red over the past seven years um and in terms of fundraising it's just blown us away um when I initially started red fundraising if I'm honest was a very natural byproduct of what we did because it really just it made sense if you're doing mm-hmm. a, a challenge like red you might want to raise money for charity um but that again in itself really blossomed and people really want to go the extra mile to support other people as well as themselves so yeah in total now it's looking around 3.2 million that it's raised for mental health char- charities throughout the past wow. um again it just feels like such a I guess like this virtuous cycle of people wanting to help support other people to enjoy the benefits of sport. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually from a lot of the research that we've done, we can tell that fundraising is a motivator for you to move. It's that thing that whether you're not feeling kind of fully kind of motivated, like you really want to lace up your trainers, you think about why you're doing this and the cause and the greater purpose. And we've seen that that can help kind of you lace up your trainers and enjoy the experience. So um, tell me about Red Together. What's what's that? So we recognised that come February 1st, <laughs> we didn't want to be like, yeah, see you in 11 months, take care. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we founded Red Together three years ago and the name was inspired by the community and the fact that they motivate each other to move even when it's particularly dark and tough. So we just thought, actually, it's such a nice kind of, it represents and epitomises what Red January, the experience is all around. Um, And Red Together really is about us all sticking together in that community, sharing our experiences, um, sharing any kind of expert advice. And also it's about showing where that money is going as well. So throughout the year, we know that Sport in Mind will be putting their funds into incredible use around the country. We want people to know the difference that they've made well beyond January. And we also work with various partners throughout the year, like Sport England and some other kind of um, organisations that do incredible work in making physical activity accessible and free and fun. So we we certainly look around and think, actually, how can we help best support the red community as they navigate their way through the year? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost a very much a kind of a seasonal approach. So we know certainly in the summertime, people might fancy going for a swim, but as a female, you might not feel like you've got the confidence to put on a swimming suit and, and go out there into a mixed environment. So for example, this girl can do female only swim clubs. Um, so we're always on the lookout for things like that to make sure that that red community are aware of mm-hmm. opportunities in their area so is it a bit like um because i've spoken to when i've spoken to like for instance london marathon people that, that you know that, that organize that event that i remember speaking to them about what it's like to put it on and how it feels like on the day and the day of the london marathon is their quietest day you know it's the, it's the day that they have to do the least they can just sort of almost just sort of sit back and enjoy it and and the day after London Marathon is their one of their busiest days, and I, so I wonder what February is like for you. And in, in kind of you know everyone thinks that you're going to be super super busy in January and then have nothing to do for the next eleven months. That's clearly not the case. Um, 
so yeah, is, is February a, a tough month for you? It's such a good question. And as I know we said at the very beginning, I think a lot of people think that we just put our feet up now. Yeah. Um, but as you say, it's if anything, if I'm honest, I go into January knowing that there's already developments that we could be making to the campaign. Because in the lead up to January, we open registration two to three months ahead of January. And during that time, we're obviously listening to what that community want from the experience. Um, we're always noting things down. So we get into January and we already know at that stage what we could be improving on the following year. Mm-hmm. So we already have those things on our head. So February for us is really around getting that information down and understanding what we're going to be prioritizing for the year ahead. Um, and there's so much. I, if I've been honest, I've been itching to go at it. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. Um, because I can see the difference that it's having on people's lives. And mm-hmm. people want campaigns like Red. And so, yeah, I do feel a bit of responsibility. We need to keep this going. And yeah. we need to be improving the experience year on year for people. Um, we've got big ambitions in terms of reaching people that um certainly we're seeing in the red community people come to red because it is free and accessible and we want to be reaching more people that need experiences like that so yeah there's there's lots of exciting scope which is a good problem to have (laughs) it can feel at times quite overwhelming in terms of ways that you could be taking this but we've always been quite clear in terms of our positioning um we've always been very clear in terms of what why we exist why are we here um and yeah, I'm just excited to get going on plans for next year. Is, is there anything that you can tell me about? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, as I said, the, the big thing for us is around reaching people that really need campaigns like Red. So we're looking at ways that we can reach them. And, and for us, it looks like as going out and being on the ground and talking to people and hearing what they want from the campaign. So we're still a way off kind of having solutions for all of that. I think we need to do the groundwork in terms of understanding what people ultimately would need from campaigns like Red in terms of reducing the barriers to them getting involved. Um, Yeah, my hope is that Red is around long after I'm gone. So it's around kind of building that foundation and that foundation takes time. So um, we do get asked that question a lot in terms of what's the ambition. And we have a lot of big ambitions, but I'm very mindful that year on year, we're kind of incrementally building on all of those things and making sure that we've got a solid framework. So people, first and foremost, have a bloody good experience. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. It's, it's just so, it's just so exciting. I can't wait to see what happens next with it. I, I just think, um, you know, the way that you've managed to kind of encourage people to do that sort of, to, to kind of really step up their physical fitness. I think in in January, which then just moves into the rest of the year. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. Is it now? Um, very personal question is it now your full-time job it's yes fundamentally yes yeah I do do some freelance work um, so I help advise and consult on other people's initiatives Mm. predominantly social good initiatives so um, yeah anything where people are kind of got this passion project they haven't yet put the idea out there or it's a few years into their growth but they're needing some advice on ways to ways like where to take it next Um, And I've really enjoyed that. I've really enjoyed almost stepping out of the red bubble, I guess. And actually, I come back into red and it 
opens up my mind to lots of other opportunities and and things like that it's all very healthy I think it's good to step out of it from time to time but on the most part yeah red is red is the thing that I'm very much focused on you sound very very busy how do you fit in your running and fitness around doing all of this good question set the alarm very early (laughs) (laughs) no on the most part it's um yeah I try and get it in early if I'm honest just because I don't know what your kind of running routine's like but I find by the end of the day especially because a lot of the time you are sitting at your laptop and I do try and obviously get up and move around as, as much as I can um but yeah I certainly I don't always feel like lacing up my trainers at the end of the day so um yeah it's very much I lay out all of my kit the night before reduce the excuses as soon as I wake up and then just yeah try and get out the door um and I'm starting to my running yeah it's been I've had a bit of not love hate hate is the wrong word but um, (laughs) I love dislike with running over the past few years I think I've had a few injuries and things like that so I feel like I'm starting from scratch a little bit Um, and that can feel a bit daunting because you know how it feels to feel good when you're running Um, so I'm I've kind of I've done things like I leave my watch at home now um and I'm just trying to get back into enjoying running in the way that I used to when I was a teenager and as I said when I saw that chap this morning covered in mud and just he's out there running and enjoying all the elements and I'm like I want that feeling again so um yeah I'm trying to get back to basics with with running and enjoy it for what it is. So does that mean that you won't sign up for any races or have any kind of focus in that respect? Yeah, it's actually probably one of the first years where I haven't contemplated signing up to something. Um, I have spent a few years now signing up to various things, but mm. yeah, I'm going to give myself a bit of a bit of a break with all of that. And I, as I said, just get back into enjoying it again and see where that takes me. I'm sure if I build up my kind of fitness levels again, and um, who knows? I'm who knows? I'm sure if we chatted this time next year, yeah, it, might, <laughs> it might be a very different story, but. Yeah, I'm just going to try and keep it simple Um, because I I don't know how you feel about all of this, but I do find that sometimes when I've signed up to things, it can just take the edge off the enjoyment a bit. Mm. So, um, yeah, as I said, I just want to keep it simple. I really do. Um, And that was one thing I I forgot about asking this because you you were talking about how you'd had COVID, um, which isn't great. Um, But I I wonder um, what's been the impact of COVID Uh, on red January has it uh, positive or negative I think it's been a combination of things really but what we've seen is people um no understanding that their body understandably isn't feeling up for regular movement and Mm. needing that rest so again it's been amazing to see people going look I'll come back to this when I'm feeling up to it and we're like we'll be here that's what that's what this is all about um so it's amazing to know that people want to feel a part of it and not putting pressure on themselves um when they do need rest Mm -hmm. and also for some people if they had experienced covid in the lead up to red january they were so ready for something like red to kind of get them back on their feet again and take steps back into building up their fitness levels um so yeah people have taken from red what they need at that time in their lives whether or not they've experienced covid directly or indirectly Mm -hmm. um yeah people have taken from it what they need i'll tell you what i absolutely loved was the the calendar i absolutely loved it and one thing so if people haven't uh haven't seen the calendar and the sort of circular kind of way in which you can just 
tick off the days as you go around January, which does seem like a kind of seven week month when you're in it, doesn't it? Because it just goes on and on and on. Um, but there was kind of, but actually that it was the kind of double inspiration there of, of seeing, you know, being able to look back and seeing what I'd done, um, which is really nice. But also seeing the days tick past actually maybe quicker than they they perhaps felt especially that last week where you're just going, oh, come on, come on. Um, and that was wonderful. But I, one thing it's inspired me to do is, is to have a calendar for my fitness for the rest of the year as, as a kind of, like a star chart, <laughs> you know, like I give to my kids so that I'm able to sort of go, yes, I did something this day and I didn't just kind of sit on my bum and, and not kind of, not, not consider my physical and mental health. So I, th- I think the calendar was absolutely brilliant. It'd be interesting I mean, you know, are you gonna are you gonna launch a twelve month January calendar? Because that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, it's, and hand on heart, I honestly before we chatted, um, we spoke to um, the chaps that do a lot of our creative for us, and they're working on a calendar for us at the moment where you can download it each month and then write in the month and then tick off each day. Because yay. We, <laughs> just for you Esther just yeah. for you because <laughs> it's and it's so nice to hear you talk about that bit of material in that way because yeah when we started it it was one of the things that we could do without much money like we could put that on a website and people could download it for free and pop it on their fridge and put it in their office and that's been a real staple year on year and mm. it's so nice to hear you describe it in that way and in terms of that star that as, as a kid we're so used to having that golden star that thing where we're like giving ourselves a bit of a pat on the back and that doesn't change as when you become an adult we don't get enough gold stars <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so nice that I think we've got this thing where we're like yes I can tick off each day so um yeah, I love that it's this physical thing that you can put on your fridge. I love that. And we've had lots of conversations around um, mobile apps and things like that. And I'm very much interested in exploring that, but we will never we'll never lose that um, that traditional bit of paper that you just put out there and you can tick off. I just think there's just something so lovely about that. Yeah, it's it, it, you know, it's absolutely true because it is, it is, or it was because I took it down two days ago. But um, it was on my fridge, and it was in between my kids' two star charts, which was for <laughs> sort of various sort of irritating behavior of theirs. So, so it does, it does seem to be honest. It's, it's changed my idea about what I should do star charts for for them as well. Because it's like, oh come on, I, actually, I maybe it should be a more kind of reward led rather than here's a star for not being annoying on this particular day or whatever it's um, <laughs> <laughs> um maybe maybe I should print three of them out every January and try and get them to do something as well I think that oh, might be <laughs> you should and we've had so many families take part this year and and actually we hear from a lot of um parents and they say it's improved our relationship with our kids because in the in January especially they'll just go up to their rooms and watch tv they won't even really spend much time with us and it's been really nice to have that time together especially on the weekend when they're out of school um Mm -hmm. so that's really lovely to hear I know there's certainly been (laughs) a few disagreements around but it's raining I don't want to get out but when they're (laughs) out they're all smiles and they go and get a hot chocolate together and yeah it's really lovely to hear those stories yeah 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 it's, it is actually all about the hot chocolate I've had to get <laughs> two sizes of marshmallows in order to kind of create 
the treat at the end that that's good enough for especially my son to kind of leave the house um, <laughs> but that works I'm two two different kinds of marshmallows um thank you so much Hannah it's been absolutely lovely speaking to you you too thank you for having me that's quite all right um I cannot wait to see what's happening next and uh yeah I'm I'm downloading that calendar totally oh good it'll be live tomorrow it'll be live tomorrow (gasps) yay okay (laughs) which means it's going to be live right now (laughs) thank you for listening do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast this podcast was recorded using Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you like the podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. This February, you can become a member for just nine ninety nine every three months, saving a third off the cover price. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter Feb 22 WRPod at the checkout. And for just £2 a month, you can become one of our first supporters on Patreon. For the price of a coffee, you'll have our undying adoration and a couple of exclusive perks too. Search for us on Patreon or hit the button in the show notes. Happy running. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.